the way I like to work is like I like to go basically wake up, obsess over something, go to bed, wake up, obsess, go to bed. Like every second of the day until I just have a mental breakdown and burn out. And then I like take a day off or maybe a day and a half off. And I like to go right back to it. So I don't like work certain days. I just go as hard as I can every ounce of my entire body until I just crash. All right. In this episode, we are going to talk about... One second. Look, we got to let the guy, Mr. Beast, actually do the intro. Okay. Guys, in this, we're going to teach you how to make a fucking million dollars. If you don't have a million dollars, we're going to show you in this podcast. All right. That was way better than us. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Beast, the biggest YouTuber in the world, joined us on My First Million and Hassan Minhaj, one of the biggest comedians in the world. We did a four person pod in person. This is kind of amazing. Yeah. So look, check this out. I think Sean actually mentioned this on the podcast, but about three, four weeks ago, he said he's going to create this thing called Camp MFM. So basically he rented a house, a big old mansion in North Carolina, and he DM'd like 20 different people, a bunch of different founders and a bunch of interesting people. But then he also DM'd Mr. Beast and Hassan and he told them to come. I didn't actually think they were going to show up. And so we were just sitting here at night recording a podcast and they walked in and joined us. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was crazy seeing one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, one of the biggest comedians in the world. They kind of interviewed each other and they talked about their creative process what they're self-conscious of, what it's like to work for them, how much they put into each thing that they do. It was pretty nuts. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was amazing. They they made fun of me at first because <laughs> I was nervous and I was. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was awesome. Um, So check it out. I think you're going to dig it. Wait, hold on. Are we yeah. rolling? We're rolling. All right, we're live. We're doing it. Right. If it's not recording, you're just not getting it. Yeah, you're not getting yeah, it, dude. You're not um, getting Jimmy. All right, we're live. Uh, Wait, what were you saying? This is the most interesting crossover ever. Yes. Yeah. Why are the, are the four of us sitting here? I have no. Let's idea. put him on the spot because he yeah. seems the most nervous. Yeah. Why Me? We, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like the body language Wait, doctor. Yeah. Like yeah. Body language, good, you know right? Why I'm nervous is because I'm wearing these shorts. Bro, yeah, yeah, bro. You're wearing the short shorts. We also yeah. got a live audience here. Why? Is, why? Ooh. What is this? Yeah. yeah. There's, so, there's 30 men in this house. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why is there a sausage fest? Give us answers. This is the power of Sean. So here, yeah. listen. Here's the deal. So the story was is that you wanted to do this. And it happened in three weeks. Yeah. I just hit up a bunch of people. Actually, you know what? The way it really came together was I just tweeted it out because if you do that shit, like, you know, just it's like a luck magnet. Good things can happen. And a hundred something people signed up for it. I was scrolling through the names and it's like, what's your Twitter handle? And one of them said, Mr. Beast. And I was like, but I, but I was like, it's a Google form. Anybody could write Mr. Beast. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Some jackass. Then he DMs me. He goes, this sounds fun. And I, we don't know each other. Yeah, I don't know him at all. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, oh shit, that was real. Oh shit, this is on. We're going to do it now. And then I was like, uh, he's like, where are we doing it? And I was like, where does Mr. Beast live? North Carolina. I was like, yeah, we're thinking about doing it near Duke. He's like, okay, I'll come then. And then I got oh, everybody wow. else in after that. <laughs> you follow him on, on Twitter. Well, uh, Ben from How to Take a World like uh-huh. retweeted him. And I was like, who's this guy? And I tapped and he just tweeted like five seconds ago. Uh-huh. I'm hosting an NBA camp for like entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then I just, <laughs> that's how crazy. Luck and is. I, was just like, I don't yeah. know who this is, but I mean, basketball sounds fun. And then he calls me last week. He's like, Yo, I just um, called it. I was like, I'm coming, but like, <laughs> I don't know who you are. So like, uh-huh. what's your deal? And here we are. But, but you, do, you do that. You just walk around and call people. Yeah. Well, I just like learning. I mean, that's how you just, well, did, did you hear how he got connected with Ben? No. All right. So Ben over here. He is our producer okay. and he hosts this amazing podcast called how to take over the world. And I get, how did you find it? Uh, bro, this is going to get so many levels. So, someone deep. put him onto it. No one has any idea what we're even talking about. No, anymore. they do. Because but Cliff who's sitting there told me to listen to how to take over the world. So I listened to it. Who retweeted his tweet about the camp and here I am. So there, you know what's funny by the way? Story. He's like, 
Yo, this is dog shit content. Because on YouTube, you had to be on point. Like in the first 10 seconds, oh, you needed to like right. grip yeah. people. He's like, this is their podcast. I've already just... gone over 20 ways we could optimize this better in my head. What are they? All right, oh, what, what would they be? Let's go. Already 20 well, ways. Well, that's what this podcast is. It's a brainstorm. We've so. already switched topics like five times and we didn't really hit them with like a hard one at the start. Like what would have been better if it's like, I don't know, like we told some crazy story or something like to hook them or like, this I don't know, or, intro him, or me for the ones who don't know. So then like, they're like, oh, now I know I should have listened. Like. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. There's no secret formula for customer service, but there is an all new service hub from HubSpot and it's bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible. You can free up your customer support reps time with an AI powered help desk so you can easily support and grow your customer base. The secret's out. Service hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. All right, well, host what, the podcast for a second. So well, do our 10 second intro. Guys, in this, we're going to teach you how to make a fucking million dollars. If you don't have a million dollars, we're going to show you in this podcast. Like something like that. Now they're going to listen. All right, so here's what's interesting. We got me and Sam. Mm -hmm. We got Hassan Minhaj, who's a famous comedian, Netflix special. We haven't announced it yet, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> uh <-huh>. We got <laughs> Jimmy, aka Mr. Beast. Uh, Craziest crossover. Yeah, it's a while. Uh, you guys crossover. just met. Tonight. We met like an hour yeah. ago, yeah. All right, give me your first impressions. What do you think of uh, Mr. Beast? He's a cool guy. Yeah, nice. he seemed really cool. What did you think coming in? I just knew he was a, a big like prank stunt. <laughs> he's the he's the voice of YouTube. He's did the voice he of a generation. you or he's how you thought he would be? Yeah, I, I thought, I, thought I feel like, questions. I feel like his- oh, you're uh, gonna get your turn too. <laughs> I feel like his like curiosity, enthusiasm, all that stuff was really cool. Yeah, I, I listened to him on Rogan. He was really, he's really fascinating. And what about you? What was your first impression? Uh, I mean, kind of the same thing. Like it was, I mean, you were just easy to talk to, which I think was very nice. Like we were talking for like an hour. Yo, Sean, Sean just turned this into Indian matchmaking so fast. You're like, <laughs> what did you say? Hold hands. Hey, hold hands. Hold hands. Just hold. He's got that ring on his finger. He's taken. Yeah, I'm taking that. Dude, you I'm said, taking. so he said something really interesting to me What's earlier. That? We were just, you and I were shooting the shit. Oh God, what is it? And uh, we were, uh, we were talking about um business i i think i you said elon musk is like you i don't know if you said hero but you're like i think he's like the pinnacle of entrepreneurship uh, entrepreneurship yeah sure. and i was like well what what do you what's going to be your spacex or what's going to be your like big rocket thing you know and you said well uh elon had zip2 when he was around my age so zip2 was like his peer filing his peer sharing service that he sold and he made like 20 or 30 million dollars yeah and then he took that and he did paypal and then whatever else yeah. he did and you said something like, you know, I think I can build like a hundred billion dollar company. But if I'm being modest, I'll build a couple, uh, a couple at least billion dollar companies. Yeah. But but then but, but and then you go, but I don't really care about the money. I just love winning. I just want to win. And I was like, <laughs> yes, sounds about right. I'm about this. Yeah. I like that. I mean, like. Money is cool, but you know, I, I live in my studio. I don't have like a mansion. I don't drive a Lamborghini. So it's like I like money because it can I can hire more people and grow my business, but not so I can like increase my lifestyle or whatever. So, which, you know, most people, when you say, that's why I, I prefer to say I love winning because it, it kind of encapsulates it a little bit more. Because if, if you just like, you know, talk about money, then people just think you just want to buy expensive stuff. Do you your know? employees Dude, we, who- we, we went to his office today, or we went to his studio and he's like, took us on tour. Cool, this is where we blow shit up. This, uh, this guy's trapped. John blew me off, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, Canada flight delays blew him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah. Uh, but we we walk through. He's like, all right, yeah, this is this boardroom. This is my office. And so we go in, and it's basically like, imagine like kind of like a, a gaming chair, computer. That's standard. Next to it, I guess like two other objects in the room. Just take any guess. 
uh, that he had. Yeah. A Nalgene water bottle and uh, just like iPhone, a bench press, press on the floor. A bench press Straight directly bench next press. to the desk. <laughs> right. And then the walls were just like a Steve Jobs quote, an Elon quote, a Steve Jobs quote. And then there's like a timeline like, at this age, Steve Jobs was here. At this age, Holy Steve, shit. you're I motivated by that shit. Stay uh, ahead of it. Also, some of those Elon quotes aren't even real. I love to just put fake <laughs> Elon quotes so if people read it to see if they're like, "Oh, that's inspiring," or just completely made up. <laughs> well, they're not that insightful. One was just the one right in front of your desk goes, "Work super hard." <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk. No, that's one of the real ones. But I have my assistant like trying to find the dumbest things Elon's ever publicly said. So I can put mixed with all the real quotes just to see if people believe them or not. Were you good at school? Were you- uh, no, horrible. Really? God awful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That was like, I mean, I would act like I was studying, but you know, I was filming videos. I actually, my entire high school career, never brought my book bag home or anything. I would just like throw it under like the bleachers. And then in the morning mm-hmm. I'd just grab it. Your first video is what you were like 12, right? Yeah. Oh, actually I started making when I was 11. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So, and yeah. And it's crazy. Cause I see 11 year olds now and they're like this tall and squeakers. And I'm like, how was I making videos? Uh-huh. <laughs> this, this kid looks. Is your like, first video still alive? Uh, no, because I got embarrassed because people would play it in class. So I deleted my channel and then I made a new one when I was 13. So a little. Wow, but the 13 year old videos are still alive. Yeah, 13 or something. Wow. Okay. He has one that's dope that's like a message to myself in five years. Uh-huh. Uh, Calling a shot. Do you know what he's talking about? So no. the, the greatest thing I ever did in my life is when I was studying for a history test, like yeah. back in a long time ago, when I had like 8,000 subscribers, I was like, screw this. I just closed my book, I threw it on the floor, and I just recorded a video. I scheduled, uploaded a video for six months, and I go, hi, me in six months. I think I'll have a hundred thousand subscribers, whatever, or no, a 10,000 subscribers. I was like, and then I hit stop recording. They hit record. Hi, me in a year. And I schedule up because you can upload videos to the future video a year out. It's like, you better have a hundred thousand. And I was like, hi, me in five years, bro. If you don't have a million subscribers, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, and I just would talk to me five years from now. And I was just like talking about the channel, but yeah. I filmed it when I had 8,000 subscribers a long time ago. And then I did hi, me in 10 years. Blah, blah. So 10 years hasn't come out yet, but Jaime in five years came out. My prediction was I'd have a million subscribers. Wow. So it goes live on the channel like two years ago and I had like 40 million subscribers. But in the video that goes live, it's like, here's the date. Here's the time. I'm like a fucking stupid teenage kid. And I'm like, I hope you have at least a million subscribers. And maybe you're doing this as a job. I don't know. I make like 10 bucks a month right now. Like, I hope you can make it a job in the next five years. And that went public. And I completely forgot I even did that. And it just, I was like, oh shit. I opened up YouTube and I saw it. Everyone thought it was, I thought it was one of the coolest things I ever did. Wow. And you're like a little kid in it. Yeah. And so in like three more years, high me in 10 years goes up. And I'm like, I remember what's in it. it, I'm just like, I hope by now you should be out of college. Yeah. You're definitely out of college. I think that's how I started it. And you should be doing YouTube full time. Like there's just no world you're not after 10 years. Like you're probably making a little bit of money. I just hope you are. Like, I hope you didn't. And how much were you at the time? Uh, like I was at eight K subs, like making 10 bucks a month. And so I, I, my prediction in 10 years was like, I hope you're doing this as a job. And so when that goes up, I think that's going to be crazy. And w- when we were talking today, you like, you talk with a lot of certainty about like where you're going, what you're doing. There's like very, like if everybody's got this knob, that's like doubt your knobs set to zero on doubt. That's my, that's my, I don't know. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is we, I don't know. We probably spend like. 20, 30 times longer thinking of ideas than other people. We probably film like 10 times more than other people. We probably spend a hundred times for a video more than other people. So it's like we put in the effort, but I don't know how to say where it's not arrogant. I just believe in what we're doing. You know what I mean? Um, Back then, like how much do you think you believe when you 
when you recorded that video that that was actually going to happen. Oh, no. I mean, those were just different times. I was uh, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, North Carolina. So it's like everyone, you know, constantly wanted to remind me, you're not going to be a YouTuber. Grow up. Be realistic. So. I think it's amazing that you never left North Carolina, though. Yeah, That's you're still cool. in bumfuck North That's Carolina. What are crazy. you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make it not bumfuck yeah. anymore, but it's a work in progress. Do you still rap it really hard? Uh, I mean... I just, I got a lot, I mean, some of these people over here work there. I just got a lot of people and it's too much to move. What was, what was your metric instead of subscribers and like views when you were younger? Because with, with, with business, it's like yeah. revenue or employees. You guys are both business, but you're also like a more creative thing. So what was yours? Yeah. When I was coming up, it was probably, did, can you do a set on late night? Can you do like a Conan Ooh, set? Yeah. Could yeah. you, could you be on, uh, I'll be a, um, I'll be a cast member of SNL. Like those were the metrics kind of those like legacy media comedy institutions. That was the, the I'll be in a movie. I want to be in a sitcom. I want to be in a TV show. And what it feel yeah. like when you started actually like, you know, the daily show and then selling. Yeah. Out. That felt like a real, like kind of check mark. Like, wow, you, you've turned the corner. Didn't you tell me that, moment. yeah, that like right before that happened, you were living in a basement. I was living in an attic, bro. An Don't, attic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Attics are actually above <laughs> sea level, but basements are below sometimes, you know? So yeah, I was living like a kind of, in a not a great situation though. How, and, I'm amazed at your confidence, bro. The level of, the level of confidence, like the- In the videos? Uh, no, just the sheer amount of confidence you have. Because I, I, I still think maybe a downside of comedy is you have to have like a very high level of- Well, comedians are usually Self-deprecation and self-awareness yeah, so. to be like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, you told me something because I was like- trying to be funny right and you send me these like i message things that are like just gold like, this, <laughs> oh, you, you right. just send me these voice notes and one okay. of the things you had said he was well, trying to write a, he was like trying to do kind of like a comedy monologue yeah, and, yeah. Right. youtube yeah, video yeah. it's up there seventeen thousand views no big deal yeah um so wow. but, but you gave me a little hit you go <laughs> yeah. ego on this man <laughs> bro you started an 8k i'm at 17k <laughs> yeah. i'm at least gonna yeah. be okay but he says something you go comedy is low low status game you start Low status. You, you just <laughs> yeah. told me, is that a trade secret? Or can yeah, you yeah. You, it, you know, it's like there's high status and low status. Generally, if you're low status, they're going to empathize with you. You know what I mean? So, so like, what's an example? Like you get on stage. You being you like, I, I got 17,000 views in front of a guy who gets like 50 million views. And, right. But that but, was unintentional. But we're going to, but we're going to empathize more with you <laughs> than we are with Mr. Right, Beast in that sense. scenario, because you're like, oh man, you know, and if you're, if you're like funny about it and to be confident about, um, that, well, if if you kind of own it, people are like, oh, like I even I, just now yeah. we did like an awkward icebreakers of the group. Yeah. If you, and I was thinking about this because, you know, I, my prompt was say your name and say one thing. That nobody in the, in the room knows about you. Yeah. Which was basically like you can't be like, oh, I'm Mr. Beast. I make a bunch of YouTube videos. I'm, you know, you, it's like right. you can't use your claim to fame. You got to use something else. Right. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing, if you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives that I thought was pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody was saying something interesting. And then I think Suli was the first one who was just like, I played one game of Little League baseball in my life because I shit my pants and they wouldn't let me come oh, back. that was really great. Yeah. And that was low status. By the way, 100,000 yeah, people going to listen to that one. Uh, but he did a low status one where totally. everybody else was saying a fun fact, like a cool fact about totally. them. He went low and somebody else was like, 
you know, I remarried my ex-wife, which makes me either the biggest idiot in the world, uh, or I guess the biggest idiot in the world. He's like, hey, group, share something no one on the planet knows. No one. And then five minutes later, all right, podcast, here's what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, shitting your, shitting your pants at Little League. Pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty low status. And then, yeah, being like, all right, I double backed and married my ex-wife again. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no one knows this. Jimmy, like, were, were you confident as a, as a kid? In the career? Yeah. Just uh, as a kid. Uh, no, I had a fucking god awful acne when I was younger. I still have a ton of acne scars. So what are you, even worse. What are you not confident about? So you're confident in your work and your yeah. ability to hit certain goals, whether revenue yeah, target. Actually, it leads me into, honestly, I'm still trying to get confident speaking in front of large groups of people, which made me want to ask you a question because we were that? talking about stand-up. Yeah. How, um, so let's say if I dedicated my life to trying to be a stand-up comic, how sure. long do you think it would take for me to get good at it? I mean, I... What's the typical curve? Everybody that? says it takes you 10 years to get good, but I th just think it all depends on um, like your natural capacity and inclination for it. Mm -hmm. Like there's some people I've seen when they're open micers they are amazing. You know, they just have great stage presence. They have great stories. They're, they're amazing yeah. on stage. So there's people like that comics that I've met where I'm like the first time I saw them, they were like amazing. Um, Gerard Carmichael was like that. He was incredible. He was just incredible. He was so comfortable. We would do open mics and he would just, Everybody was doing, was turning left and he was just turning right. Like he just, his, his vulnerability, his stage presence, people would do their set. He would do things where like, it'd be like a Conan showcase and everyone would do their polished material. You're like, Hey, what's up? I'm hustling. And you know, dating's hard. He would just get up and he would just off the dome, like kind of do a brand new set that night. And, how and you could tell, you could tell you're like. Oh, this is kind of crazy. So how you long know? do you think it would take him to get good? I don't, I mean, it's. That's like the question he just asked is like, how long would it take me to be as good as Ariana Grande at singing? You're like, how would I even? They're like, <laughs> they're, right, it's fine, not, fine, a, fine. it's not a hack. Like, we'll, we'll, yeah. or if you asked, if you asked like a MMA fighter, like, how long would it take me to get as good yeah, as you? Like, it's a. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a. See, that's a. You, you put them in low status. You offered the two waters to me. Now I feel weird. Now I gotta put <laughs> I them on the side. No, I gotta no, put them on the side. No, no, no. Okay. no, dude, low status. I spent my whole life trying to be high you status. Guys, no, no, you guys you all got the water. Now I'm parched. Go. That sounds now way I'm parched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to give Mr. Beast his water. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jimmy, what are you, what are your, you, uh, leg you legacy media hack? And I just gotta, I gotta pour the water for him. And the, uh, is the fuck out of here. Is your company ran like a normal company at all? Or, uh, and what would your employees say about working with you? Uh, I mean, Tariq, you want to just come say it? Damn. I don't know. Yeah, Tariq, That's a Tariq question. Here, That's a Tariq yeah. question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Have you had like, how did you learn how to run a company? Do you ever had, you, did you have to yeah, hire that, someone? That's what's hard. Cause like, yeah, um, yeah, sure. He wants come on in. That that there's a couple okay, so questions. Yeah, you take over. So the question was like, what's it like working with him? Oh, it's great. I mean, no, it's always different. No, it really is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know it's great. Like you're fired. You're fired. I'm already fired. I mean, like the house Tariq gonna answer that, but not. Well, listen. You pay the bills. Go ahead. Ask a ask a better question. Let me ask you a better question. Yes. So the better question is. What's the um, <laughs> fucking employers? Right what's here? the like extreme, hey. either extreme good part or extreme bad part about working with them? We yeah. know it's overall hey, extreme. extreme. Hey. Actually, I will I will say that right now. Drink, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so extreme good part is is the experiences. Like I've done experiences that I've never could have imagined in my entire life. Like the traveling, the doing the coolest stunts that we've ever done. Uh, the the worst part is is I guess not knowing like what's next in <laughs> yeah. terms of routine. And he knows this best too. Like we all kind of go through it. If, if you work at Mr. Beast. So 
but that comes with it. You know what I mean? And and that's something that you kind of have to accept. Um, but yeah, I think that's my answer. That's, All right. Well, and the reason I was asking was because uh, you. Am I your favorite boss? You're a great person. Oh, so far, hundred percent. Yes. Well, no, I was I was asking because my my employees sometimes would complain that I'd be like too aggressive, changing things too much. But you seem more aggressive than I am. Yeah. And for a certain type of person, they like that. But for you to achieve your goals, you're going to have to have a lot of people and then every once in a while process and every once in a while infrastructure and every once in a while planning. Are you you a perfectionist? Well, of course. Yeah. Um, You know, it just I just like to make the greatest YouTube videos possible. And that's that's literally all I want. So, yeah, I mean, if it's not the greatest video, I just won't upload it. And so after you scrap a few videos, we kind of everyone, you know, just kind of starts to figure it out. Does it scare you that you can't stop? Do you ever feel like, damn, I'm like. I'm I'm just throwing all these coals on the yeah. on the embers of the the algorithm. I, I like saying. to use a better analogy. It's like a treadmill. We're on like twelve, like yeah. twelve speed, and I've been going at a couple of years. It, no, it doesn't scare me. But so, I, like I was telling him, the way I like to work is like I like to go basically wake up, obsess over something, go to bed, wake up, obsess, go to bed. Like every second of the day until I just have a mental breakdown, I burn out, and then I like take a day off or maybe a day and a half off, and I like to go right back to it. So I don't like work certain days i just go as hard as i can every ounce of my entire body until i just crash and somehow that's sustainable what time what time do you sleep uh right now usually around 3 a.m wow and then and then and then you get up at like whenever whenever rohan or one of them knock on my door will wake you up and just like well yeah people will roll me out of bed they're like you need to go watch this video so we can submit it or i need help with a thumbnail or you gotta go film it's like i don't know i'm kind of I, they tell me what to do. I don't dictate. Well, I'm my just life shocked anymore. at like the numbers. So like you're the the I, I don't. I'll let you reveal any numbers, but you've re- some big numbers for revenue for your other businesses. Yeah, and you have to have infrastructure for that. And so that's why I was wondering. I was like, because you you are like this. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So this, like, on the stereotype, you're like this crazy creative person who's disorganized, and that's perfect. Yeah. But to sell that much of candy and or of uh, burgers, like you got to be. Yeah, so those are all separate entities. So for our snack brand, we hired Jim, who helped build RX Bar, and we built the team around him. So that's a whole independent company that doesn't even work out of our studio. And same thing with Beast Burger. So that's the beauty. I like to just find people who are just the best in the goddamn world at their job and then just empower them and give them money. And So how many people work at the studio? Uh, In the studio, like 60, because we don't have enough space to fit everyone. So that's why we're trying to build more, but building things just take forever. Do Do people like working for you, you think? (laughs) <laughs> no, this, the reason i'm asking is like these like creative types yeah. i'm like curious about depends, like man. because think- the goal is to make one of us like a big deal everyone is working for that whereas a lot of other companies it's like no but there's it's, like but this it's not necessarily that either there's also certain projects where i'd be like i'd love to learn from you so there's been shows and movies that i've done like the morning show like i've never done a sexy one-hour drama i want to learn from Reese Witherspoon. I want to learn from Jennifer Aniston. I want to learn from the show creators. Like, how do you do that? How do you shoot that? What's that lens? What are you doing that? Is that a 50? Is that a 75? How did you do that? How did you do that tracking shot? Why did you do that tracking shot? Let me see the script. Let me see the future script. There's all these things where I'm like, I just want to absorb. I just want to see how you do the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, and that's an additive, like positive value for me because most people don't have that access to that. You know, I mean, the example is Tariq got to meet his idol today. Oh man. 
<laughs> Bro, Tariq, Tariq, you got to set the bar. Yeah, we had told I them had. that you were coming today to the thing, uh -huh. and like the look of disappointment when they saw it was I was the only brown guy there. They're like, that ain't hustle. They're, they're, like, like, they're like, yo, hustle's this, changed, like, bro. Hustle. Yeah, like, yo, hustle's I'm not changed, trying to be bro. funny on top of it, and they were like, what the fuck? Like, the camera really does add 10 pounds, bro. Yeah. Oh, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. When we were at your office, so you, you have like a big Elon, Steve Jobs, like you admire these guys. That's why you like the How to Take Over the World podcast because you yeah. like learning from them. What's a story that you heard that you're like, that like stuck with you? Like you remembered, you referenced, it like kind of changed the way you were thinking. From those two in particular, I think the biggest thing is like that Steve became a billionaire from Pixar, you know, um, not even Apple. And so like the fact that he could go to this just not even hardware company, more creative storytelling company and just kick ass and create films like Toy Story and all these other bangers um, and just just build that company up to whatever it was like then Disney buy it for seven billion. And meanwhile, Apple's just falling to the ground and about to go out of business and they, you know, buy them back with next and all of a sudden rebounds. And basically the way they did it was just getting rid of 90 percent of products and just focusing on like four or five. I mean, it just shows like the power that one individual had, even though both companies had, you know, I don't know about Pixar, but Apple had thousands of employees and Pixar probably had at least hundreds. And despite all that, you know, one man can make that much of a difference. Like the power of having good vision and just not relenting is like invaluable. You do know? you think your, your biggest strength is probably your curiosity? Uh, you're you're yeah. down to do anything. And well, down to do so whatever. I think what you have to do is you have to always be learning, right? That's how you can like, so like with our ideas, right? Cause we like to do original ideas that no one's ever done before. Um, and I, I might've told you this when we were talking on the phone thing is like, if there's a hypothetical fruit in Japan, that if you eat it makes it where you can jump 30 feet taller, right? If that exists in this world right now, you didn't know it existed. So right. you couldn't come up with something around that. It's very hyper specific, but there's like a million things like that in the world that like, if you don't know about it or you're not in taking the inspiration, you can't really come up with something. Like if I were to try to get into stand-up, like that's how I would try to do something different. Right. I just try to take intake a bunch of different uh, information and see what spawns in my head. So I try to always be learning. Would the Mr. Beast version of stand-up be like, I'm going to do the longest set ever. I'm going to do the longest comedy <laughs> no, no, set no, no. ever. Uh, would it have to be, would that be the Mr. Beast like twist on it? I would have to find something different. Cause obviously the, whatever's currently out there, you know, cause to, I have a bunch of people on my team who are stand-ups like right. it's been done a bunch of times. So we'd have to figure out something Got it. different, uh, which I would love to one day, just cause it seems fun. Cause yeah. Tariq talks to me about it all the time. But in general, you got to always just be in taking inspiration from different places, whether it be different podcasts books or different knowledge i have people that i pay that just teach me things just whatever like things that what's that think i don't know what, what do you mean by that like they'll just find things that they don't think i'm aware of or show me cool things and be like i don't think you know this is a thing here read about it and so that way i'm always like what's, what's an example of, and of how many how many of these people do you have this is uh, awesome right now just like two or three you know jimmy uh, they, they call those people those are teachers he's like they'll sit me down for about an hour at a time and what's what's wild is they'll focus on a subject and it's like it's, <laughs> what's what? going on right you know, now you know i never thought about that um, a couple hundred this, grand this is why we keep them around this is why we keep them around um, no but it's like different topics so yeah like the last one was like uh about just like crazy online um like which like the, these like little things where yeah they'll upload a file to reddit and then like inside it's an encrypted code which takes you to a website which takes you to a book and like these little like puzzles, puzzles. Trace yeah. puzzles and like seeing if that inspired me i don't know it's just random oh, things sorry, like sorry. that I'm black so in point i'm trying to always expand my uh knowledge well in my head with new things that i can draw inspiration from. i was giving him props earlier where i said so much of people who kind of rev the algorithm are usually being divisive 
they're they're saying something that's going to make you mad. Right. Like I have a joke where I make fun of MDs and DOs and DOs get really mad. And, you know, it's like that's like a niche physician's joke, but people get upset. Right. But what I was saying was so cool about um, what you do is I think really what you've tapped into is joy and spectacle and wonder, <laughs> which is which is like a counter to that. And it's yeah. very rare to see that really take off on the Internet. So yeah. what made you feel like I'm going to do that versus do videos that per- oh. that might that might agitate people per se? Yeah. Well, I do think in general, it is a little bit easier just to piss people off and get attention. For it's sure. It's a lot harder to do good and get attention. So that's why I think a lot of people don't. But for me, because we just had this ability to go viral, it's just kind of like there's a world where I make videos and I don't help people. And there's a world where I make videos and I do help people. Mm-hmm. The one where I do help people is just a little bit more fun. So that's right. why I do it. I don't, I, you know, PR wise, I should have a better answer, but that's kind of uh-huh. the truth. Our software is the worst. Have you heard of HubSpot? See, most CRMs are a cobbled together mess, but HubSpot is easy to adopt and actually looks gorgeous. I think I love our new CRM. Our software is the best. HubSpot, grow better. What creators do you guys look up to? Oh, I'm curious to see what you say. What creators do I look up to? YouTubers, Um, podcasters, comedians. Podcasters. I was going to say creators. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It It could be anybody. Anybody. I think one of the first people that really inspired me, I think, was probably Steven Spielberg. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the greatest storytellers ever. Do you, what was the first movie that you saw where you're like, oh, my God, I was blown away? For me, it was Jurassic Park Um, as a kid. I I only watched YouTube growing up. I've seen That's it. Movies. Yeah. Was I get la- made fun of all the time. What was the last movies. movie that you watched? Uh, well, I watched the, the Spider-Man 3 one, because, but yeah. I never saw the earlier ones. Really? Yeah. Like, you have no time for movies? Wait, no, no it's not that shows. time. I just, I don't know. I I need to. Like, I need to go back and watch Star Wars and Harry Potter and all that stuff to get brought up on culture, but Holy I was shit. just like... Uh, you did, And so you didn't see Squid Game. You just did the Squid Game uh, remake. Squid Game, I watched it, yeah, before Got it. we did it. But, like, I wouldn't count that as a movie. Like, I, I watched a ton of anime, but Seriously. yeah, movies, and weirdly enough, like growing up, I didn't listen to music or watch movies. So I was like, so out of culture. Wow. It was brutal, which is uh, part of why I was an introvert. There's this Conor wow. McGregor quote where they're like, you know, he was on BBC or something. And they're like, oh, it's a bigger appearance, not just niche UFC thing. Yeah. And they're like, what do you think about this team or this game? And he's like, he's like, you know, the, uh, yeah, that one you said, they're great. It was like, and, it was like <laughs> Arsenal or yeah, something. Yeah. He's like, oh, Arsenal. And they're like, you don't know anything about Arsenal, right? He's uh-huh. like, he's like, I don't watch the news. He's like, I don't watch, I don't follow the news. I don't watch sports. I don't do anything. He goes, I have lost my mind to the game. He goes, I am obsessed with my game. I have lost my mind to it. I don't have time for anything else. I don't want to know about anything else. I only want to know about this game. When we were hanging out, I feel like you had that vibe where you were like, uh, you said a couple of things. You were like, I decided I was going to be a YouTuber and I was going to make great videos. And it didn't matter if I died the most famous YouTuber of all time or 90 years old with a thousand subscribers. I was going to make great YouTube videos like that's uh, yeah. that's what I decided I was going to do. And that's all I do. What I was wake the first up you- and I do that thing. What was yeah. that first YouTube video that you saw that like kind of filled you with that wonder where you're like, wow, oh, well, this guy actually uh, got hacked like a very long time ago. This like Call of Duty YouTuber and they like leaked his earnings and he had made like one hundred thousand dollars a year the last few years. And I remember being like 10 and be like, what the fuck? They uh-huh. make that kind of. They make money doing this. And I was just so mind blown that they actually made money. Wow. They make more like, than my mom. Like, yeah. And it was right there when I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, I just don't care. I'm being a YouTuber or I'm going to fucking die trying. I just don't care. And that like the second I saw that was actually possible. That's when I was like, that's it. And it's funny also talking about like obsession and stuff like this. Cause it's funny how it changes. Right. When you're like, and maybe it's different now because social media is a little bit cooler. But when mm-hmm. I was younger, like no one wanted to be a YouTuber. Like most people when I was 13, 14, didn't even have phones yet. Like it was kind of like a little bit of an older thing. And maybe it's just because where I grew up. But it's funny because back then people are like, 
get a life. Stop being a fucking nerd. Like you're too obsessive. You're a weirdo. And then now it's like, oh, bro, he was so obsessive. He's it's so great. Like, right. It's seen it. as a positive it's quality. Like, a po- yeah. And it's so funny, like looking back on our life, going from a fucking loser nerd who's too obsessive and won't go anywhere to like, damn, that's really inspiring. And it's, it's right. like, damn. It was very hurtful back then, but that's inspiring now. <laughs> and so it's funny to see how it changes. But I like to bring that up because if there are younger people or parents who have kids who are obsessive like this, that's typically what happens. Like younger kids don't understand that and it's different. And right. so you don't watch the newest South Park or the newest movie or whatever. So you, you don't talk about the same thing. So then people are just like, oh, well, you know, it fucking sucks. You know what I mean? How would you how would you deal with that? Because you have kids. I have kids. If yeah. they go, I want to be a Twitch streamer. I want to be a video gamer. You're like, well, let's go. I had the same realization. I was like, Oh, so wait a minute. We spend the first 18 years of our life trying to fit in. That's how I felt in school. I was trying to fit in all the time. What do, what do people do that's cool? How do I do that thing? Right. And then once I was like, in the adult world, it's like, oh shit, now we spend our whole life trying to stand out. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, what was all that other shit? Why was, I, why was I so focused on fitting in if the rest of your life you're trying to stand out? And I just realized like, oh shit, standing out has been the game the whole time. Mm. And the way you stand out is not by trying to figure it out. Just like whatever you're obsessed with, just let that ride. Cause you'll go on a path that nobody else is going to copy. And then you'll, you know, you'll land in a good spot. So if my kid, like my daughter's two right now, right. if she was into gaming or if she was trying to be a creator, all that stuff, I would be all in on it. Cause I know even if that's not your end game, following your obsession is like the thing to do in life. You know, that will always work out with, you know, if you like actually go down that path, what most people do is they hedge. They like this thing, but then they see this path that's more proven or shiny or they don't know if it's going to work. So they only half try. Right. And then it's like that hedge is actually what gets you. It's not that this career path was that hard. It's that hedging is like, you know, what was your major in college? Biology. The ultimate hedge. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate hedge. That Wait, was well, different. I just didn't know. I, know, I didn't I know, know what I Well, what I think is actually you could be doing the like YouTube, TikTok. Sure. I feel like you can look at his videos and be like, all right, I get it. I get why people like this. I uh-huh. get why this pops. Probably pretty tempting to be like, could I go get 50 million views, hundred million views? That seems nice. Like, no, no to, to do what he's done, what he's done. He, I'm not going to I'm not allowed to say it. You said you, you spend X number of dollars every video. Oh yeah. I'll our, let you say it. started off. You can say, yeah, our average view is around $1.5 million. I mean, that's well, he, well, he the does size, that now, but scale. Go look at his archive, right? It's like right. he took a plastic knife and tried to cut a plastic table and it took him 48 hours to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. a that was that's a dollar fifty video, right? Yeah. Like, that's not a one point five million. That's one point yeah. five. Found a hundred thousand zero. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. So that's like a different type of skill set and muscle. So the, the types of videos he's producing, stand up is different. If, if if a musician was here, if a DJ was here, it's not all the same just because it's on YouTube. So yeah, we all yeah. do different types of media. This is a different type of media. Are you tempted to like you know dabble? Yeah, we um, talked about this, right? I mean, I, I the only the the thing that I. Uh, would be um i would be reticent of is what if i have i have to put this thing out and i don't believe in it or i'm just doing it just to do it that's yeah. the that would be yeah. the problem but i have to put up a new video every tuesday that's right. the well, just delete the video Who cares? i know, well, I know. what do you yeah. do if you if you sometimes we don't upload for two months yeah. you just only upload when it's a great video yeah that's all that matters yeah so I think it's dumb when people stick to like a schedule and they're like, Oh, the video's not great, but I upload every Tuesday. It's yeah. like, who cares? What are you guys trying to figure out right now? Cause I think if you watch a lot of interviews with people, it's like, they, it's all buttoned up. It's all figured out. Mm-hmm. They're already successful. It's all working. And then the person who's watching these videos, typically somebody who doesn't have it all figured out. Right. And they're just sort of like, Oh, that's different. Like that'd be nice to have it all figured out. But the reality is nobody's got it all figured out. Right? Like we were in your office, the whiteboard's full because you're thinking of new 
Yeah. Like, where are we going? What's not figured out? We got to figure it out. So what's on both y'all's plate of like, what are you still trying to figure out in your game? Uh, well, I'll let you take it first. Yeah, Sean, what are you trying to figure out? Yeah, what are you trying to figure out? Yeah, come on, Sean. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, I'll tell you, I'm trying to figure out if I want to go all in on content creating. Wow. Like I basically built businesses. I have the most fun doing this, but I don't know if I had the most fun just because it's a hobby. And like, you know, I only get the good. I don't put all the work in. If if you love it, then go all in. I mean, it's not going to be less. Do you love it? I love doing it the way we're doing it now. Yeah. If I was like him obsessed every hour of every day trying to be like, how are we going to grow this channel? I might not love it as much. Did you like doing the Twitter thing? Uh, for a period of time. It got old. Yeah. Yeah. It got old. It, it, was, it was fun to chase the number. Can we get to 100,000 in like a few months? Yeah. This is fun to chase a number, but that didn't. That yeah. Didn't I got last. sick of it too. That didn't last. So that gets me worried. But that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. It's like, should I go all in on content creating or should I stay with creating businesses? Which one is like, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? That's the question. I, I'm asking myself that exact same question too. Because sometimes like when you're when you're create business first and then go to content, I'm like, oh, man, am I just going to talk about doing it all the time or am I just going to fucking do it? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I know I exactly feel, what you mean. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. What about you? Uh, right. Right now, um, I'm trying to stay loose for this game tomorrow. That's what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to get tight, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so 36, bro, pushing 37. Like. <laughs> He's a young boy. Like he, he might run us off the court. He to play tonight. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, he was. Yeah. He was like, let's get a court tonight. Like, yeah. I got and I was six like, yo, my, in me, and I'm, I'm done. like, dude, my L four is hurting. Like my my hamstrings are kind of tight from this flight. Um, we got to his studio, and he was like, uh, he's got a hoop there. Yeah. He's like, oh, we got we got six. Let's play a game. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing his like Yeezy slides. I was like, bro, yeah. I need 15 minutes of stretching, and then like you know, I need like proper proper <laughs> yeah, medical he, attention he, he if we're gonna try to do something here. Yeah. Do you guys want a cabal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there was an indoor court, we would do it. Yeah. Okay. I played I played 21, 21 with Jimmy right now. Yeah. Okay. That'd be a fun. That would hey, be a, that would viral. be a fun hey, video. Tariq, that would be a fun video. You want to make it happen? Do yeah, let's do it. Can play you just find a court somewhere around here? Right we'll play 21. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll right, play we'll, 20, we'll, we'll play 21 or horse. Yeah. We'll wrap up with this yeah. qu- with, with your with your answer. Okay. Oh, what was the question? What's not figured out? What are you trying to figure out in, in, oh, in God, your world? everything? So I'm just gonna say a funny joke to change the topic. All right, uh, sure. Basketball, how to not train my legs tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>